I'm Andy Leroy and this is That Entertainment Podcast. Lumina is an Adelaide-based choir that specialises in music that's rarely heard, sometimes dating back to medieval times. Anna Pope is their musical director and I had a chance to catch up with her about this year's Fringe program in which the choir is performing three shows. And I just want to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we're meeting today, which is the Ghana people of Tandanya, Adelaide, acknowledge their ancestors and just say that uh, it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And um, also want to thank you for your time today in having a chat to me about your upcoming performance with Lumina at Adelaide Fringe Festival 2023. It's an absolute pleasure. and Thanks for asking me. Last time we spoke was uh, when the group was performing the 500 Years of Women's Voices. And I was just blown away by not only the stories, but obviously the sound of the choir and what you actually evoked in the performance in that. And that is what Lumina does, isn't it? It's all about bringing out that angelic sound and those, not only the angelic sounds, but also this is quite a cultural journey this time, isn't it? Look, it is. I mean, what we try to do with Lumina is bring, I suppose, music that people probably haven't heard before, they may not have heard before, that's kind of curated to be a sort of a journey, I suppose, a musical journey for them where they can kind of learn and and share in in our understanding of of the music, the amazing music that's been created in the last 900 years. And our Fringe concert uh, is going to be no exception. It's actually called A Journey Around the World. And it's focusing on countries we're trying to collect i suppose you could say collect countries and different cultures that we perform and i think i think the view was to have you know around the world in 80 songs <laughs> eventually so have some sort of cd release uh-huh. and we've done three around the world concerts in the last six years and so far i think we've collected about 35 different countries and languages so we're sort of we're working our way <laughs> working our way around the world that's amazing and, and this time we're picking up some new countries that we haven't sung um, pieces from before, Croatia, Bosnia, Ukraine, and medieval Georgia. And we're also doing some Indigenous American works. So we're doing sort of a lot of new stuff for people, but there'll be some really beautiful and accessible music as well because we're also including folk songs from Wales and fantastic African tribal songs and just sort of music that evokes a culture, if you like. Yeah, I love that you're actually taking on the role of almost musical tour guides. You're actually bringing everybody by the hand or by the ear around the world to these different places. And so it's not so much just the space that you're taking them to, but it's also a bit of time travel, isn't it? It is actually. And one of our most favourite concerts that we did a few years ago was a time traveller's guide to choral music, where we basically started in the 5th century and then we moved our way through the different centuries with one piece to evoke each period, and that was fun. Uh, we had to skip a few centuries, otherwise it would have been a very long concert. But <laughs> <laughs> we kind of, I think we jumped from 5th to 10th century because there's not that much written down music from that period, but we did find some, which is really interesting. And I think what we're trying to do with this concert in the Fringe is, again, find a range of music that people may not have heard before and take them on that journey with us. What's the most difficult part about getting your head around these pieces as a choir? Is it the the language when you're singing or is it the rhythms of the different cultures? I think we're very experienced at singing notes and rhythms, but new languages is quite a challenge. And I have to say probably the hardest language was in our last Around the World concert, we sang a piece in Chinese, in Mandarin Mm. Chinese. Mm. And there were no Chinese speakers in the choir. So we had to 
get a Chinese speaker and translator to come and help us with pronunciation. And I hadn't realised quite how much nuance there is in the language. So mm. it's one thing. Look, there are languages like Russian, say, or, or Ukrainian, where you can get a transliteration and it's pretty regular the way you pronounce it. Like you just learn the, the tricks with the consonants and what how they sound, even Welsh. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn the kind of... But with, with Chinese... You get the transliteration and it looks, you know, it looks like you could say it, but there's actually a lot of nuance in the way you say now or something, you know, you, there's like three different ways you can say it and they all mean different things. Yeah, and I so remember I, um, when I was in high school with uh, Vietnamese friends, they would show me their language and the accents on the consonants or the vowels would actually mean a slightly different variation. So I can imagine that would have been really really challenging for everybody in the choir to get their heads around to actually produce. I, I, think, I think of all the languages we've, done and we've done a, a large number of languages now that was the hardest mm. um we're also at the in this um piece in the fringe singing a piece in icelandic that's quite challenging yeah wow um bosnia and croatia um not easy we're doing a bulgarian piece that's probably one of the harder pieces as well um although i have to say the indigenous american pieces generally don't have words so um um traditional music didn't have or i believe that a lot of the traditional music from um US uh, American Indians didn't have words um, but some of it does have English words and so it's sort of we're doing a few a couple of pieces from from Indigenous America and that's that's been really interesting um that musically interesting but the words are not difficult or confronting for us at least yeah. and uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I believe you're also doing some Indigenous Australian works as well yeah, we're doing one um, by a marvellous composer called William Barson, who's written Kalkadunga Yurdu, which is a fabulous piece. We have actually sung it before, but we just love it so much we wanted to bring it to Adelaide again with this performance in March. And it's a beautiful arrangement that's been done for one of the major choirs in Australia of William Barton's piece. He's a very famous didgeridoo player, among other things. So he's like performed with orchestras all over the world. Mm. And so it's a real privilege to perform his music and we're also doing a couple of pieces that evoke the Australian landscape, but they're not by Aboriginal composers. They're by um, Stephen Leap and Sarah Hopkins. And they're amazing pieces because I think they're, they're sort of surround sound pieces. So they can kind of bring the audience right into an, an, an atmosphere and an evocative kind of feeling that's uniquely Australian. Taking this sort of journey yourself, putting this kind of performance together, what, what kind of stories did you uncover this time around when looking at some of the songs? I think... We wanted a bit of a point of difference for this concert. And one of the things we hit upon was the journey is not just about going around the different countries of the world, but it's also about our shared human experience. Mm. So we tried to find pieces that talk about the varying seasons of the year or the inevitable seasons of life. So there's, you know, birth, death, marriage, um, winter, summer, you know, so there's pieces that evoke these different kind of seasons, things which all of us go through. Well, most of us do. I'm not saying all of us go through marriage, but we've at least attended someone's marriage or, you know, like, mm. so So it's kind of, um, and sadly, all of us eventually <laughs> meet death. It's about the seasons so, of and, life, isn't it? And all of us it? have been born. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's something that it doesn't matter where you come from, which, which whichever of the 200 plus countries in the world you come from, we all share this common human experience. And I think we really wanted to remind people that although these pieces may seem slightly strange to us or, or un unfamiliar, there's a real core of familiarity as well. And I think we'll have a narration through the concert that will help people to follow that to follow that journey and see the kind of commonalities as well as the differences. 
I really like that you're kind of exploring these themes as a story as well, because suddenly it makes it more than just a concert, doesn't it? It makes it about connecting with different humans, but also in a way that promotes cross-cultural understanding and cross-cultural communication. Yeah, that's true. And I think we really want to, I mean, that's why we like to have narration within our uh, concerts, which we do most of the time, to take people on a journey and to, um, I suppose, make it more accessible to them as well. Because I, I realise it can be confronting to people to think, oh, I've never heard, you know, a medieval Georgian piece. Well, I like it, you know. Hmm. I've never heard something from Bosnia or Bulgaria, you know. Is, is that going to be, it's quite a different sound that they make with those choirs. They've got quite a sort of forward nasal sort of sound. You know, am I going to, am I going to find that, you know, difficult to listen to? And I think it's actually just amazingly exhilarating music. And it's about being, feeling like this is actually um, a journey that, that is taking me to places I'd never normally go and just feeling like you can be part of that journey. I know this is going to sound a bit like asking your mum to pick her favourite child, but have you got any pieces in this concert that you're particularly fond of? I think the one that for me is the most moving is a piece by Hanna Havret, who is an amazing Ukrainian woman who died in the three day, first three days of the war. So she died um, just after the war started. So she would have seen her beloved country being overrun by Russians. And she wrote this beautiful prayer um, that we're going to perform in our concert. And I have to say, it's absolutely gorgeous piece. It's uh, we've look, I've looked at it countless times on YouTube. And the choirs, the Ukrainian choirs who sing it, have their hands crossed over their chests in a way that just makes you feel like it's just it's it's just very spiritually uplifting. And um, I think I've shared, I've actually shared the link to this amazing performance that the Ukrainian choir did um, on our Lumina Vocal um, Facebook page. And I'm really looking forward to performing that piece because it's just so very special. And I have to say, not easy to access. So I saw the YouTube clip and I thought, we have to do this piece. I absolutely definitely have to do it and then I tried to look online for the music and it didn't exist anywhere mm. I thought what am I going to do so I actually wrote to someone in the Ukraine who manages uh, like scores of Ukrainian music and they said there is no published score of this piece it's just a physical like a book a booklet and then he got back to me a little later he said I've managed to track one down I've scanned it in for you and he sent it to me which was amazing but <laughs> here's the but it was really, it was a really poor um, photocopy of mm. a really dog-weird score. Um, it was all in Cyrillic, so we couldn't understand a word of it um, oh. or even know how to sing it. And so I then had to go through a process of finding someone to create a new score for us. I've got a Ukrainian friend in the UK who did a transliteration for us so we could write the words and also translation so we knew what they meant. And through quite a lot of work, we put together this amazing score of this piece. And then I sent it back to the Ukrainian people. I say, here, a gift to you. We've created a score of this piece that, you know, people around the world, English singing choirs and people who want the transliteration can use um, and, you know, obviously give it freely. And it was very special to be able to do that. And it was quite an odyssey, I suppose, just to get to the point of having a score that we could sing. And then we yeah. got to sing it for the first time a few months ago. And it's just so moving. It's such a stunning piece. So I think for me, that is going to be the highlight. And to know that she died just three days after the war started, you know, it's such a tragic way to sort of end your life, to see your beloved country being overrun and, you know, yeah. the culture that you fought so hard for being uh, diminished in that way. 
performing her piece will be such a, a celebration and an homage, I think, to the people of Ukraine who are all fighting for their freedom. Yeah, such a wonderful tribute and such a, a great effort that you went to as well to produce that and to gift that back to, to Ukraine. I can only imagine that it's going to be a great highlight within the concert. And um, I'm really pleased to see that uh, you're doing three performances in the Fringe Festival this year. You've got three separate venues across three dates, which is the 1st, 4th and 5th of March. So I'll share the link not only to that beautiful song that you just mentioned, but also to your Facebook page and to the booking information for your concerts. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to highlight before we, we say Tittle Pip today? Well, I would, I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the venues because we really want to perform it in some of our favourite venues in Adelaide. And I have to say there are some amazing acoustics in Adelaide and one of the best is the Adelaide Town Hall. It's a stunning venue. Mm. And it's also very large. <laughs> so I think we were being very um, ambitious, perhaps, to book the Adelaide Town Hall because it's such a large venue. It can take a 1,000 people. So I really hope if anyone is going to come, they think about coming to that performance. And I'll tell you um, a few reasons why. It's one of the best acoustics in Adelaide. It's got raked seating, so you can see what's going on oh, on stage beautiful. better than you can, say, in a church where, you know, it's a bit more flat and it's difficult. It's mm -hmm. more difficult to see if you're sort of a little further back. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful room to um, experience the concert in. So I'm really hoping we get lots and lots of people to come on the 1st of March at 7pm to the Adelaide Town Hall because that's going to be a really special performance for us. We love performing in the Town Hall um, and it's the first time we've booked it on our own account rather than just being invited to sing there through something else. And also we're singing in two of our favourite churches, um, churches we hold very dear and have both have beautiful acoustics. That's St John's at Halifax Street, Adelaide and St Oswald's in Parkside. So I think those will also be, you know, fabulous performances. So, you know, come along, enjoy those concerts to one of them if you can, because we're really going to give this our all. You know, I can't imagine a, a better group to, to support this Fringe with all that you do and all of the interest that you, and effort you put into what you produce every Fringe Festival. So best of luck for um, a, a great season, Anna, and to the group. And, um, Hopefully the uh, the Adelaide Town Hall sells out really quickly for you and you have to book another <laughs> well, session. I don't, expect, <laughs> I don't expect the Adelaide Town Hall to sell out, but if we could get a few hundred people there, that would be amazing. Never say never. Because it is, as I said, it's like <laughs> 1,100 people, which is, you know, more than we would normally get to a concert. But yeah. hey, well, um, the know. more people who can come, the more we can share, share it with. And tickets are available now through Fringe Ticks. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anna Pope from Lumina, thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much, Andy. Good to talk to you. Head to thatentertainmentpodcast.com.au for more shows happening in Adelaide right now. That Entertainment Podcast is a Welcome Change Media production.